0: You're listening to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of LA Magazine. Here are your hosts, Brian and Gina.
1: Hello and welcome to The Brian and Gina Show, the official podcast of LA Magazine. I'm Brian Bishop. I'm Gina Grad. And we are here to bring you a momentous occasion on The Brian and Gina Show, our first uh, guest who is not associated with la magazine although he has been featured in la magazine yes. before uh, our good friend our old friend uh dan dunn dan is a uh spirits expert i guess you would call him he is uh author of several books about uh wine and beer and spirits uh and uh, he will tell us all of his he has some fun facts gina loaded up about like some la west side uh historical bars like how they used to have crazy tunnels between them and during prohibition i don't want to spoil any of these stories but dan was uh regaling me i was on his podcast not too long ago and he was uh uh, over over sips of bourbon he was explaining oh yeah i want to come on your show and talk about these old crazy bars i'm like please we'd love that
2: i i love that and for us uh lay people like me who don't come from the um aficionado world like brian and dan do spirits the liquid beverage spirits not he's although I would love to do a seance with Dan Dunn that's not what we're talking about today Uh, I learn so much every time we talk to Dan Dan by the way not just like some fly-by-night dude Brian true or false Dan Dunn as well as yourself as well as producer Gary Dan Dunn was at my wedding yes
1: I don't remember your wedding very well. But <laughs> that could have been because of Dan Dunn. So uh, I'm gonna will go ahead and say No, wasn't he wasn't he responsible for helping out with some of the cocktails or some of the, the spirits beverages? He
2: he had some amazing ideas, um, but yes. he's just Yeah. He's just the best. We love him to death. And whenever Dan has worked with us in the past, he brings in things. Brian has a lot to say. Brian, you know, knows all the right questions. I say my belly feels warm and I love you guys. So I'm going to take a little bit of a backseat. Maybe. Uh, and, um, and, and let the, let the, let the adults talk because no, what I no, no, don't no, no, no. know what I don't know about alcohol could fill, uh, a, a, a full winery, but I love a keg, a
1: keg. Yes, a, exactly. full keg. a barrel of wine.
2: I, I love this conversation. I love learning about it because it it really is, um, new to me now, Brian, you would never believe this, but I grew up, you know, in Kansas and one time my mom and I were just driving along and having a time and we we're like, I that a winery on the Missouri (laughs) side. Let's go check it out. And for for us who didn't who I know I grew up on box wine and barrels and James, I thought it was delicious. And I asked Dan about that one time, he said, Yeah, the Missouri soil is perfectly fine for for wine grapes and stuff. So you'd be surprised you especially would be surprised Mr. Wine Club only to the finest places that you can grow wine in other places besides Northern California and Italy.
1: yeah how dare you first of all uh, I would not be surprised because speaking of weddings one of my groomsmen a good good friend of mine named John his he's from uh St. Louis the St. Louis area and his fa- family are uh farmers and they uh, planted um <clears throat> they planted grapes they they are provider of grapes to the uh the 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 Kansas, I guess, the the uh, Kansas uh, wine region, I guess you would call it. Anyway, yeah, they're a producer of grapes. They make little wines themselves. I don't think they're retail, right. but uh, I've tried them like a Norton and a Shamberson, and they're, uh, they're delightful. Augusta sorry, Farms, I think.
2: A what and a what?
1: Augusta Wait. Farms, I'm pretty a, sure. What are they? The... <laughs> uh, sh- they're, they're, sh- sh- they're grapes that are more. So the, 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 The thing that the um, Dan can speak to this, but like the cool, the cool thing about wine and wine growing and wine making, all that stuff, is you are often um, uh, steered towards the grapes that thrive in your region, thrive in your your, culture, you're literally the environment where you are. And uh, while Napa is, for example, uh, really hospitable to Cabernet, the big Napa calves and Chardonnays, and maybe like closer to L.A. uh, in the Santa Barbara area, you might get like, well, you definitely get Pinots and you get GSMs and Grenache and all that stuff really thrives there. In Kansas, apparently, I've not been, but in Kansas, uh, Norton's and Chamberson's are, uh, are big, big grapes out there.
2: Th- these are, again, you 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 weren't supposed to teach me something about my hood. So <laughs> really turn the Ryan, table. Ryan knows so much about this. I would, you know what? I, if I was smarter and if I would have had more time, I would have done some sort of a trivia between you and Dan. The, oh, just oh humili- no, he'd
1: kill, he'd destroy me.
2: <laughs> just to humiliate.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: But um, but I've I've gone to, you know, a handful of wine tastings. Uh, yes, I've done the bachelorette wine train, not for my bachelorette, but for somebody's I've, you know, gone, you know, like I ran, ran into this one in Missouri with my mom and my, you know, my parents. Um, one of my most delightful times um, going to a wine Establishment having uh, a nice glass of wine was when I was pretending and masquerading mm. as your wife.
1: Oh, at the, uh, the live show that we did
2: <laughs> in Santa Barbara. That's I right. was like, I'm hungry. Do you want to go get some food? And of course, Brian, I got a better idea. I, I
1: know where to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, food be damned. We went to a lovely little what?
1: It was, uh, it was Barbieri Winery. It was their tasting room in Santa Barbara, which I'd never been to. I'd only been to the, the original one in Los Olivos, but they opened this recently and they're, 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 they kept, you know, hyping it up. Like, oh, it's so cool. You guys got to go there and, we just never go to Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara proper, uh, and uh, the fact that you and I had time to kill—we had, had a couple hours or something like that. <laughs> yeah, we did. And like, I, I just kind of like, huh? Look at that winery, that tasting room, is around here. Looked it up, and it was, it was a relatively short, uh, relatively short drive away, yeah. and we made it. And it was, uh, it was enjoy. I enjoyed myself.
2: It was great. Um, I think the the extra passionate kiss might have been too much, but I wanted to sell the part.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I hadn't thought about that more than ten times a day uh, right. since then. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I've I've been to very few tasting rooms, but uh, Brian's been to many, and he and his wife, of course, have the I don't know, like the de facto wine cellar and you belong to wine clubs. I just w- when people say what kind of wine do you like, I say whatever Dan Dunn gives me. That's, That's good. My favorite kind. In,
1: in all seriousness, uh, you know, people um, have have the same uh, attitude towards me and wine as as you do, which is you know, oh, you, uh, you know, you know so much. I don't really know that much, but the one thing I will tell people is if you don't act, if you don't know that much, and you're at a restaurant or whatever, the one skill maybe Dan can speak to this when he gets here. The one skill I would say is know what you like. Like have like almost like have your cocktail, you know what I mean. Right. Have like you you know you like pinos, you know you don't like cabs, or just sell one or the other one you like, when you don't. And a good a good sommelier or a good server will be able to steer you down the right road from there.
2: I think that's very very smart, and I will do you one better, and by that I mean I'll do you one worse yeah. and say if you really don't know. Then just. Humble yourself, do what I do and say, I would love something that isn't very sweet. What do you recommend? Or yeah. I would love a, a white that is kind of crisp and it's dealer's choice. Perfect. And they, most of the time they will do their best to take care of you.
1: And also, yes, 100% right. Everything I said is correct. You can also add something that goes good with fill in the blank. If right. you know you're going to get a tuna salad or you're going to get fish or meat or whatever, you right. know, go ahead and uh, send them down that road.
2: I think you're absolutely right. I love out of every single fowl and bovine and everything you could have named, you name the one entree that I find so revolting. Oh, really? I am so anti Niçoise salad. Really? I, oh, I don't know. That. I think it is absolute. That's that. It, <laughs> it you you should always put a little bit of um, oil in the bottle bottom of your bowl for Niçoise because it slides into the trash can better.
1: Oh, wow. That is a bold... I don't even like it that much. I just thought it was <laughs> such a particular flavor that it maybe is. a good sommelier would, would, would appreciate that.
2: Well, hopefully Dan can save us from ourselves. Should we, uh, should we have him join us?
1: Let's bring the man Dan Dunn into the studio. Let's welcome to the show old friend of ours, Dan Dunn. Dan, how are you, my friend?
0: Hey, how are you?
1: Good. How are you? Good to see you thanks for joining us thanks for being our first uh guest who is not affiliated officially with l a magazine
0: yeah i've been in, i've been featured in l a magazine a couple
1: I, of times i mentioned that i mentioned Written that what, stuff, what, what what were you featured uh for or about
0: you know the memory is the first thing to go <laughs> um i okay i recall there was a piece when my book uh American wino came out that they did a piece i think about where i like to Drink, in Los <laughs> Angeles Good. or something Good. that sounds familiar. I think they reviewed the book, which was nice, or they put a oh, piece nice. in there about the book. That was very sweet of them. And um, I don't remember.
2: <laughs> well done. Well, you well know done. what? It doesn't surprise me at all because we clearly um, had to reel Dan in from the sea. Um, yeah, you know, I'm living right
0: the now. beach life here, bro. I can't be no. uh, worried about what magazines <laughs> I'm in. You see my surfboards <laughs> behind me.
2: Yeah, you guys. If you're if you're listening to this, please go jump onto YouTube and see Dan in his in his natural environment it, yeah. at, at sea. Yeah, He's mean,
1: coloring uh, up the show. Yeah, I'm
0: coming to you from an undisclosed island location. Let's just put it's
2: it that for way. the best. I don't, I don't... Now, we were talking a little bit about you and and how we eh, we like you just fine. Okay, um, but what I would love to give um, the listeners a little bit of color, if they don't know, is not only, did, and I already mentioned this, were, were both of you so gracious to be at my wedding, but Dan, mm-hmm. we have traveled with you to far, far regions of Las Vegas for one of, I can safely say, one of the greatest events of my life. Can you tell <laughs> us about that and and how often you do those types of Whiskey X events?
0: Yeah, the Whiskey X um, is a, a thing that started... Well, it's funny now when you talk about uh, dates, because th- there's that whole... Thing I don't know if you remember there was a pandemic that we had, and mm, yeah. that throws it off because I, I feel it like does. on oh, it was a couple years ago. Then I realized no, it started before COVID, yeah. And then we took a really long break, yeah. but um, but yeah, the Whiskey X is a is a very cool event that travels around the country. I think they do about you know twelve of them a year now, and you know, mainly in big cities, uh, they it out here, as we said, Ve- Vegas is always the culmination of the whiskey X though. So mm-hmm. That's, that's the one that wraps everything up and I will be doing another one in October, but I'm doing one in Brooklyn, New York. I believe it's Thursday, May 25th. Nice. So if anybody wants to do that, go to the whiskey in New York. I don't know if, LA, <laughs> I don't know if LA mag readers care about that, but you know, they're, <laughs>
2: That's well, good to know. Yeah. But I mean, you obviously know, and Brian, more than any two people, that there are places aplenty in this amazing city of ours that offer some of the finest drinkables uh, in the world. I mean, you you two are my go-to when it comes to you know bars and tasting rooms and things like that.
0: Drinkable sounds like something I should have in a sippy cup.
2: drinkable sounds like edibles when you just want a shot of it. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, you know, I mean, LA is a great uh, bar town, a great restaurant town. I, um, I was actually doing uh, a bit for my podcast that'll air next week. And speaking of my podcast, the man himself, Brian Bishop is on the latest episode.
1: That was a good time. Thanks for having me on. buddy.
0: It really, really was. And it's one of the, you know, it's funny. I, my show's called what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. And, a lot of times I'll have celebs on or whatever, but I don't feel like I do enough really get in the weeds drinking, you know, and, and there's a there's a part of reason for that is, you know, you can only do so many tastings. It's got to, You know, we used to do those on Corolla, but you got to make them entertaining. Right. But right. the thing that Brian and I do on the latest episode is we really got into it. We, we took four whiskeys mm-hmm. and we really broke them down, like and got into it. So if anybody is into bourbon and rye, check that out, because my man over here has a uh very sophisticated palate. He is able oh, <laughs> to uh he is he knows what he's talking about. So we I liked drinking with Brian because he he you know it's somebody who appreciates sort of the little nuances of the whatever yeah. spirit we're drinking. So uh doing that is a lot of fun. I you know honestly the older I get I don't I don't go out as much as I used to, but I did go um and a shameless plug here, but, you know, this is what you do at LA Magazine. Sure. Have you guys been to Toscana in Brentwood? Yes. Wow. I think I was oh, just man. there. Oh, so this is what have. I was alluding to. I was doing this bit on my podcast about how during COVID in the, during the height of the pandemic, I remember thinking to myself, you know, if we ever get out of this thing, I am going to go everywhere and do everything and just, you know, like throw it, you know, suck the marrow out of this life. And, and, and then when, when it was the opportunity finally presented itself, I found myself having almost this crippling anxiety for real about like going places. Like, why do I not want to leave my house? And, Hmm. and, and I have to force myself to really go out and do this type of thing. But whenever I do, I always have a great like last night at Toscana I had a fantastic time and had some amazing wines and people were getting up and festive and it just that's what we do that's why anybody that works in my space which is you know the booze space that's what it's about it's about the community and 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 going out and hanging with your friends and meeting new friends
2: well said
1: Tuscany is great. I'm glad you went and I had the same, not, not the exact same, but the a similar, uh, reaction when, when, you know, COVID ended. It's like, yeah, let's just do it all. Let's just get it on. And, and that lasted for a good 10 days, uh, which we <laughs> packed in a lot of stuff, but then it was like, oh, let's stay home. I'm used to being
2: on the, on the couch. Well, it, and it- from. If for me, I was thinking, thank God you all join me now. Join me. Join oh. me in the hermit life. I've been waiting for you.
1: Yes, and I, I have Dan to blame for this because during COVID, when we do tastings on our old show with Dan, booze just showed up at the house. So I had a repository of liquor that, that I and no human, aside from Dan Dunn, can get through in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it, it's funny what you get, we'll get to the booze in a second, but the, it's those patterns, right? Like you, you patterns of behavior become that way because you keep repeating them. And so what did right. we all do during COVID? We stayed home. We watched, we streamed TV, we got on Zooms, we did all this. And, and then it, it be, it becomes something I think that you really have to fight, you know, yes. this like I find myself now going, yeah, I, even though it might feel safe and comfortable to be here, I need to go out. I need to yes. go. We need that. And I think that was just such a, such a blow to to humanity is like losing human contact on the level that we did for so long. And and there's moments like last night when I looked around and and the winemakers were up and he's walking around and he's just pouring wine and people are being festive and and singing and bopping around the different tables and and I was like, this is what it's about, right? This is why. This is why I love the world of adult beverages, as I refer to them, because, you know, it helps. It's the kindling and the fire is, you know, the human interaction.
2: Right. For the community. And it's this is the one thing. And feel free to take this with you um, that I always (laughs) think about when I don't want to go out. I always say you don't want to go out, but you will have wanted to have gone. So when you wake up in the morning, you're going to feel so great that you had this experience. You met these people. You did a. I I know you don't want to go out, but you will want to have gone. And that always ends up getting me out of the house.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I and so just don't li- I guess the advice would be don't listen to that voice
2: yeah. in your head
0: that's telling you you don't you shouldn't do something because exactly. invariably that thing that you didn't do, you'll find out. I, here's an example. And this is way before COVID uh, many years ago. Uh, and this is sort of the only the thing that can only happen in Los Angeles. A friend said, "Hey, man, the uh, the Foo Fighters are playing." This is a lot, maybe ten years ago, maybe maybe even okay. longer at the uh, at the Forum. Okay, for those of you listening out there, don't know where the Forum is. It's an arena. We're uh, in uh, Inglewood. Okay, yes. so, the old home
1: of the Lakers, a Great Western Forum, it used to be right. in
0: the It was a Tuesday night, and they're playing. Now let's set aside the fact that. You know, little did I know that not that many years later, Taylor Hawkins would be gone. You're not going to be able to see him right. anymore. But this is this is a long time ago. And it was Dave Grohl's birthday, okay? Friend calls me up about 3.34 in the afternoon, says, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go to the show? And what I did, as I listened to that book, and no, I, I talked myself out of it because of traffic. Sure. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> sure. what a pain in the butt this is going to yeah. be to get down to Inglewood at the last minute. It's going to take me an hour to get there. And and I said to my buddy, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And then the next day I started hearing about this show. So basically what transpired was Dave Grohl invited everybody he knew to play with the Foo Fighters. It wasn't a traditional Foo Fighter show. So for instance, the op- they opened the show – with Detroit rock city by kiss with, oh my God. with Paul Stanley came oh out. Uh, David Lee Roth came out and they did Panama and, 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 uh, ain't talking about love slash was there. Jack black was there. Alice Cooper was there and on and on and on. And everybody just pl- playing crazy stuff. And I had a free ticket. And I didn't go because I was worried about being stuck in. Can I curse on this show? Yes, sure. Stuck in fucking traffic. So that yeah. you know, don't do that. Yeah. Don't be an idiot like me.
2: Go. <laughs> don't thank talk you for, yourself out. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that cautionary tale, because I would, I would, I would lose, I would still be losing sleep over that if I were you.
0: Yeah, I can't. I I went on. I made the mistake of going down the YouTube hole and watching all the videos. Oh, of, wow. I'm like what am I doing? Yeah. Jane. Oh, uh, Perry Farrell was there from Jane's Addiction, oh, and they Dan. played Mountain. and I'm just going, oh man,
2: never again.
0: But that's the beauty of LA, man. That kind of stuff can happen anywhere, anytime. And you know,
2: no, you're right. And I, I would love to pivot to alcohol because I, I'm sipping something right now, what? and oh. I'm excited about it. It's it's okay. eight thirty in the morning. What's I was gonna going to say on? it's it, it's water, but i theater of the But I I want to. I know Brian is our voice of been there done that. Of course, I was just no, there last Wednesday. No. I'm the voice of what the hell are you talking about? Where do we start? So I would love to put you on the spot, and you don't have to answer now. You can answer at some point. I would love your number one, or you know, number one, number two, if you have it classic tried and true great bar and something that's brand new that uh, we should check out because people like me don't know about it.
1: Well, if you really want to know, Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm saying. That's why that's I'm asking. And not Brian.
0: I mean, classic, but I, you know, I, I live in Venice. So yeah, my, the first thing say. that jumps to, comes to mind is Hinano, which is a uh, dive bar down by the Venice pier. Uh, been there a very long time. I can tell you, this is what you need to know about Hanano. The the big breakthrough that they had, the big change that they finally made after decades, was about a, two or three months ago. They finally started accepting credit cards.
1: All right. And
0: it used to be cash only, and uh, oh,
2: so so now it's officially not a front for something uh, nefarious. Yeah, no, I
0: think it was just like they they didn't want to pay the extra whatever the couple cents you got to pay on yeah. the And you know, they only serve beer and wine. And God, God help you if you order the wine. Uh, it's, I, I can tell you this when I, and it's really never changed much. Jim Morrison from the doors used to hang out there. That was like one of his, and back in the day, people would carve their name in, in the bar. Okay. They ran along. I don't know. You've been there, Brian?
1: Yes, I have. I don't remember the bar being carved. I don't well, think they, I ever made my yeah. way up to the bar. So
0: they, they carved their name in the bar. And when I first got here 23 years ago, a young buck. I go in and and I was like, I'd heard about the Jim Marson's name was there and I'm a big doors fan. And so I went in and I found it and it was over by these pool tables and, and it was really worn down because there's nothing covering it and people just lean against it. You could barely sure. see it anymore. And I went up to the bar and the bartender, Mary Alice, who is still there. Wow. Uh, she's a, she's from Boston originally. She's got that tough Boston exterior. She's a sweetheart though, but so she comes up, it's really busy, and she says to me, I got an empty mug in front of me. She goes, uh, Yeah, we went, what, what do you need? I go, uh, Hey, um, you know, uh, Jim Morrison's name is over there. And she's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Like she's in a hurry, you know. And I, I said, Do you guys ever think about, you know, covering it up? Like maybe put some plastic on there or something like mm. that? And she some goes, locker. And she goes like this. She just looks at me with blank face. She goes, What for? You want another beer? And I said, <laughs> what for? Do you want another beer? And I went, yeah. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is my spot. This is my spot. And then you got later, on, to attend like, uh, <laughs> later on, she explained to me, she gave me the beer and she said, hey, listen, I'm not not, not trying to be a smart ass. She said, but this isn't that kind of place. She said, he used to hang here and a lot of people used to hang here and some of them are still around and some of them are gone. She goes, and I didn't, she goes, I might look that old, but I'm not, but I wasn't here when Jim Morrison was here. But from what I I've heard about him. He's not the kind of guy that would have wanted a shrine to himself, you know. Mm. And then, and then maybe ten years later, and that became my regular haunt. Ten years later, they just redid the bar altogether. They sanded it down and shellacked it.
1: Oh, it's
0: all gone.
2: Are you serious?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Like the sands of time. Yeah, that's
2: that's a pretty fucking punk answer, though. Why? Well, the best
0: the best is I heard the day that they did it. They didn't even close the bar down. You got to love that. Like they, they shellacked the bar in sections and so they could keep it open. But I, the rumor is that somebody, when they went over the Jim Morrison part, somebody played the end on the jukebox by the doors. (laughs) nice ben. this is the end
1: you know yeah, what dan on an early end. on an early episode of this podcast we were uh just batting back and forth gina gina and i about you know bars we used to frequent or uh little little uh areas uh, we'd go to you and i uh for people listening who are inside or outside of the area uh you and i live in the same part of town and i'm wondering if you've ever been to uh, i'm putting on the spot but you're, you're you're the american wino have you ever been to uh uh the cozy inn, or jocks or dailies or any of those called the cinema any of those terrible culver city bars that are almost been run out of town at this point
0: yes 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 and yes
2: all yeah. of
1: them yeah the cozy is great because cozy i think Indiana it might have been the, <laughs> what a misleading
2: cozy. what a misleading name from what i understand there's well, neither almost,
1: an inn nor a cozy.
0: I almost got into a little brawl at the cozy inn a while back I went in there as you know, they have a big really nice shuffleboard table yeah, yeah right, it's all they right got. right in the middle yeah. but it's a really nice one yeah and I went in there and uh, and this this woman was there and she was having a drink and she put her drink down onto the shuffleboard table
2: oh, you can't now, I
0: that. grew up in no. in a working class lower class uh, neighborhood in Philadelphia. Where if you put your drink on a nice shuffleboard table, that's that's you're gonna lose some teeth, you know. Yeah. And I see her put it on there, and I go, Hey, you know what are you doing? You shouldn't do that, you know. And, and, and you and,
1: punched her out?
0: No, and her her <laughs> and I knocked her teeth out. No, uh, and her boyfriend was there, and she kind of like threw me some shade. And the boyfriend said, He goes, What are you, the fucking uh, shuffleboard police? And I'm like, No, man, it's just like this is a nice table they got here, and why ruin it? And they're just like, Yeah, whatever, dude. That's the cozy in. Mean, uh, uh, I
1: remember getting into uh, an argument with some asshole threatening to knock out my girlfriend after she put her uh, her drink down <laughs> on uh, <struggle>. a <laughs> Wait a minute!
0: Oh, you had hair then. Oh, that's why I recognize you. Yeah.
1: The last time I was at the cozy inn, there was a guy with a a full-on basset hound at his feet, like just lying down on the ground, you know, minding his own business, and the uh, and another guy who got a pizza delivered. It's it's that kind of place.
0: Yeah. No, it's actually a fun spot. There, there's a lot of. I mean, well, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. (laughs) I guess there isn't, if I'm really being honest, compared to compared to other big cities. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: You go to New York, there's so many bars, right? And there are so many legit dive bars, places you can go. I don't see that. Philadelphia is the same way. Boston's the same way. A lot of the East Coast places. And maybe just in LA, I'm watching a lot of the old haunts Go away! Like the cock and bull on Lincoln mm-hmm. Boulevard has gone away. Uh, the old place that used to be uh, on Lincoln and um, Washington—what was that place called? Sports
1: Harbor. That's Sports gone. Harbor, well, long gone. Long- yeah. Sports
2: Harbor's gone. I, gone. I have no yeah. idea. Wait, wait, wait! Sorry, wasn't that the place with the oh. turtle races?
1: No, no, that's, that's Brennan. Brennan's.
0: Okay, so Brennan's is there. The but two of you. <laughs> yeah, but they redid it, okay? This is what I'm saying. They redid it. They made it more Boo. of a... They call it a gastro pub now. Okay. Oh,
2: no, no, no. I was there years, 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 years ago to watch the turtle races, and then everyone screams, don't point at the turtles. You can't you do that. point yeah. at the turtle, yeah, you get in trouble. They don't do that anymore? You don't freak the turtles out. I, I,
0: I Apparently they were doing it, uh, but I don't know if it, it might have lost its luster. And, and the other part of it is, where the turtle races used to be were, was in the parking lot. True. And now that because of COVID that parking lot is now bar like the outdoor right. outdoor seating. So there's no, I don't know where they would do it.
2: Interesting. Um, okay. If Brian's going to put you on the spot, then I want a chance to put you on the spot. Please. When we talked about when Brian and I were talking about old bars that either do or don't exist from our, uh, for lack of a better word, heyday of living in Los Angeles. I frequented a bar that I loved in Hollywood right down the street from me met many interesting men there um we it was kind of our cheers do you remember a bar called Daddy's Dad. on basically like Hollywood and Vineish it was kind yeah, of a cool spot though it wasn't while. really my
0: I wasn't an east side person oh. too much yeah well that we considers
1: gotta- that the east side <laughs>
0: I, I mean, if <laughs> I went over we there, Jumbos is in that area. You know, what I mean? that's,
2: yeah. that's farther east than what I'm talking about. Of, yeah. co- of course, he he, you you glaze and gloss over all of the places in Hollywood and go right to the titty bar.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like okay. uh, I don't know. I I didn't hang. I mean, I, when I was younger, when I first got here, I would venture over to Hollywood and 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 that area more often. But now it's tough to get me to to leave over Okay, here.
2: well then, then I don't even know why I bother asking this. As somebody who is now officially a Valley girl who's been here for five years, any spots in the Valley that you like or that you've been to even that you, uh, that Where, you remember?
0: Where's the Valley?
2: How
0: dare <laughs> you? I play golf out there sometimes, I think. Is <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, just the, the, the
1: 19th hole. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not joking. Okay, if I venture... I'm trying to think of places that I've gone. Is, is really everyone's
1: starter? Is everyone's starter bar in Hollywood Barney's Beanery? Like, is that where uh, everyone goes? Like, yeah, for, you know, well, that's that's, West, West, Santa
2: Host, that's West Hollywood. Yes, yeah, Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah, um,
0: I did go uh, to the Troubadour recently. Mm-hmm. That's a, a music venue, but they have yeah. a, they have a really nice bar there. Um, I like Melrose Umbrella Company. I, I often go over there. That's on Melrose, mm-hmm. around Fairfax area. Really? Uh, it's I don't this, know it. Yeah, it's it's a same guys that own the corner door over here in you know, Venice Culver City area. Um, I when Brian mentioned Culver City, I like the main area of Culver City. There's the Old Fellow yeah. is a good bar over there. Rocco's is a nice place oh, to yeah. watch sports.
1: Dude, um, the the Culver Hotel is like the coolest yeah, place to get a drink.
2: Yeah, that is. I I've had drinks in that lobby and it was very very and around Christmas yeah it's oh, grand Christmas tree yeah it's fabulous it's, but it's grand. it's funny
1: uh, so uh, let me let me drill down a little bit for people outside the area who might be coming out and looking for a place to mm. grab a drink the Culver hotel is not like you know those like grand new york hotels where it's like it's opulent and it's it's very nice and it's very old school and I would venture a guess to say it's sort of art deco but it's uh, a little more like Old Hollywood, where it's they yes. pack a lot into a small space, and it's very old school feeling. I don't know how better, Dan. Maybe you can address better, you know, the feel of this place. But it's a very cool place to just sip a drink.
2: Yeah,
0: it definitely has a and the decor reminds me a little bit more of stuff you might find in the in the Midwest or on the East Coast, but it has that California vibe still to it. It's it's laid back but sophisticated. If that
2: you like go. you. Yeah. just like Dan Dunn just like we him. we get lots of questions and we'll be addressing them in a, a future show but as as an expert especially on uh, West side uh hangouts when somebody's coming out here and they don't want to you know go if to you're coming uh, if
0: you're coming out here you should do it in West Hollywood you'll be okay
2: well said insert insert
0: the uh,
2: no that was very very Thank funny you. and we have a break. He only just just started drinking.
0: I'm just saying if I were going to come out, I would come out West Hollywood. I feel like it would be a more welcoming environment for me.
2: You'd be embraced, for sure. So if you are traveling to California, to Los Angeles, and you don't want to just end up at Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard, where would Dan Dunn send you to feel like you had- Is there a
0: Hooters on Hollywood Boulevard? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, there no is.
2: There is. You know, certainly is, there? There certainly oh, is. because we all fall into that trap, right? When we're a tourist in a city we haven't been to, we we want to know where the locals go. We want a cool experience, well, but we end up where where the tourists are because we don't know where to go. So why don't you give us a couple? Well, I, okay, of, uh, I would
0: say this: if I live again, I live in Venice, which is close to the airport. So let's say you want to get off, and you're like, man. <laughs> You want to get off,
2: yeah. Uh,
0: also, West Hollywood, depending. Yeah. Um sure. What do you want to get off on now? Uh, let's say you you're, you get off the plane and you're like, okay, I am ready to to go drinking in L. A. And I want to do it now. I'm ready. Okay. So then come my way towards saying so, you could stop. You could stop at Brennan's. That's kind of on the way up Lincoln Boulevard. But let's. I would do this. I would say. You want the dive experience in Venice. Obviously, Hinano is going to be my recommendation for that. There's also Mercedes grill, which is right across the street, which is nice. Now, if you want to go up the street a little bit, two of my favorite bars, and they're a little bit more on the higher end uh, compared to Hinano, I mean, but Mm. uh, is Scopa, which has just a fantastic cocktail program and Nueva, which also has a which, which is more of a Mexican themed place literally right next door to each other scopa Nueva. if you were to venture up Abbott kinney boulevard a little bit uh you could hit the tasting kitchen which i think is closed right now because they had a little fire but they're going to be opening again soon there's a classic place there called the brig that's really fun oh
1: sure
0: they redid the Brig, but it's still got it that that really cool old vibe to it and then there's, you know, if you go to the beach, there's a sidewalk cafe, which is also fun. There's the Venice Ale House, which is a beer bar right on the beach, which you can't really beat that. Oh, I also forgot the Whaler, depending on how old you are. You know, if you're, if you're in your twenties, go to the Whaler. It's right at the yeah. Venice Pier on the beach. Going to have a lot of fun there. If you're my age, go to the Whaler <laughs> on a Tuesday night or a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Um
1: Dan, at this then, point, it's dead. They've been to 11 and- bars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Venice. Yeah, I've been to I've been to Scopa for brunch. I Scopa mean, rules. Yeah, Scopa's Scopa is great. Beautiful.
0: And look, if you want to go into Santa Monica, go up on Main Street. There's some cool. Although, again, it's like. There was O'Brien's on Main. Yeah, That's been anymore. closed for seven, eight mm-hmm. years. There was Ariel, which has been closed at least six years. And these places are just sitting empty. I don't understand yeah. it. It's on one of the prime streets in this area, but maybe the rents are so high. But there are still, again, if you're... This one I'd go if you're under 25. Uh, Jameson's uh, mm-hmm. Pub on on Main Street, which is a big sports bar drinking place, which on the weekends is... <coughs> Uh, what do they call that? A meat market. If I were, oh, sure. yeah, I, if I were in my twenties, that's where I'd be going. And then there's the Victorian, which is a really fantastic old building and they have bars. It's like four stories and there's bars on each floor. That's mm-hmm. also on main street in Santa it Monica. Is? Yeah. The Victorian hotel. It's a, yeah, that's a, that's a scene mm-hmm.
2: as well. Never been. I had no idea. Oh
0: yeah. Big time, big time scene. And, um, and then I, you know, there's, there's like, Cool spots. There's a place called Vito on Ocean Park. Yes, which is not a bar; it's a restaurant. It's a restaurant, but, but it's got a a cool little bar. Anybody that knows LA and you know Musso and Frank's, yes. it's kind of reminds me of the Musso of the Frank's, but it's way smaller. But it's got that similar feel. All the all the waiters. And it's all waiters, sorry, ladies, but it's all old guys, like all old Italian guys,
2: career, career
0: waiters, been there forever. So that I like places like that too, where you can just pull up to the bar and get a good martini, and it's cool, and you know, there's no, there's no pretense or anything like that. I love that. You, you would never.
1: It would be, it would be the most shocking thing in the world if there was a paparazzi outside of uh, a Vito. You'd never see that.
0: Never
2: happening. Yeah. We talked a little bit before you jumped on about um, for for us novices and our us newbies that don't know a lot about wine. Um, you know, what do you say? You know, when they ask what, what you can get, I said, you know, just tell them, you know, I don't want something sweet. I want something white that's kind of crisp, but not sweet. Or what what do you what what language do you recommend for people who don't know that much about wine, say at a place like Vito and uh, don't know what they want and don't know how to ask for it?
0: Well, I assume you're asking me that because I'm the author of the book, American wino That's exactly. why it's right. one man's blues available wherever books are sold. Um, soon to be a major motion picture. And, so awesome. uh, so, um, so of course I would know the answer to that question. Just yeah. let me get out my book here and look. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you go I to mean, page 32? What, what do I ask for? Uh, here's what I would say. There are, there are tips to understanding wine and, and, or to be able to pass at a, at a wine tasting or at a restaurant. And you know what you can do is there's like sort of bulletproof bullshit that you can do. It makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. There's certain words like complex, you know, just say I'm looking for something complex, you know, or, or, or are you troubled, but not complicated or you know, just uh, <laughs> so saying stuff like that, you know, something with a nice uh, or you could buy the one from the office, something with a nice it has a nice afterbirth. After birth. (laughs) Uh, No, but but in all seriousness, I, you know, if you're, let's say you're going to get a a white wine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So most people have at least a general idea of what they don't like. Right. Okay. I don't like big buttery Chardonnay. So maybe you start there and you say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for something. I like Chardonnay, but I want something that almost has more of a Sauvignon Blanc feel. It's crisp. There's more acidity in the wine. The acidity is what you're getting when you, when people say crisp, that's often what they mean is acidic. Uh, it's it, it balances out the sweetness of the fruit and where the butter comes from on Chardonnay is obviously they, in, from the Oak that they age in. And so you're looking for something with, you could say not a lot of Oak on it, you know, and they'll know. And um, okay. now if, if you're going for red wine, you know, there's fruit bombs, which can be a lot of the, you know, so sort of the big Cabernet that we get here can have just a lot of fruit to it and and they're big and heavy. And, uh, or, you know, just say, Hey, I'm looking for more of a European style, uh, more Bordeaux style wine, where, which you're going to get lower alcohol and drier. And those wines tend to me to be easier to drink in the warmer. And it, comes,
2: and it comes with a cigarette butt in it. That's, That's right.
0: Yes. Right. You can smoke while you're drinking. No, That's I mean, right. you know, um, the Italian wines that I had last night, you know, they were Cabernet, but they were lower alcohol and, um, And I just like
2: that a little bit better, but- uh, Especially, I would imagine, especially with dinner, so you're not getting all like, ooh.
0: Yeah. You know, I honestly, at most decent places, the best thing to do is just be open and upfront and say, look, I don't know a lot, but this is what I like, and this is what I'm eating, and what do you recommend? And they- They should have somebody there that, you know, if they know if they're if it's a decent place, they should be able to steer you in the right direction.
2: And if it's, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese type place, you say, bring me your finest table.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, where do you I mean, do you go to like Dave and Buster's because you got a kid, right?
2: Yeah. Dave and Buster's. We spend, you know, a lot of time. You know what? That's so funny that you say that we spend a lot of time at Universal Studios because we have the season pass Mm. and this kid is. Three times a week, my my husband picks him up after school. We go right to Universal because the kid loves it. It was a Christmas present. We It was a family Christmas present. There is nothing funnier than seeing kids with their little Harry Potter wands and their little, you know, their giant Homer Simpson donuts and all this stuff with a dad walking behind with a giant tall boy Modelo. Because all I know is they sell Modelo because every adult has one when they're walking around Universal.
0: Okay. Okay. Let me, let me do this. Let me, let me say this. All right. A couple of thoughts. Wine. Start with America. Okay. Um, Okay. Because let's face it, like reading these Italian wine labels, it's, it's not easy to do. So, you know, you're going to, obviously the the crown jewels are are California, Washington state and Oregon, but you can also get good wines from Texas, Arizona, Virginia. Um, And then, you know, another thing would be to just go down to a store Okay. And you pick up and you say, all right, this is central coast of California. It's a Cabernet. Uh, this is a little big for me. So then you might want to go down to a Pinot Noir. Uh, if you, if you're looking for more of an earthy wine, the other thing too, is when you do drink wine, take notes, honestly, like put something in your phone, just create a place yeah. where you can, you know, this is the wine I had, uh, or you can eat, there's apps, you know, like the vino or something like that. And just write it down in your phone. Like, it, it, you know, that's the beauty of wine. I think with like whiskeys and spirits and and beer, you're going to get like a critical consensus. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. But that's not necessarily, that's not necessarily the way it is with wine where again, some people like big powerful reds. Some people like bone dry, earthy reds. Some people like sweet wine, white wines. And some people like them that are acidic and crisp. And you know, that's, that's, that's kind of what I would suggest.
1: Can you know someone... I would... oh. yeah, go ahead, oh, I uh, well, the one move that I like to do, and I do this often, especially when ordering by the glass, because let's face it, you're not unless you're the American Wino Dan Dunn, you're not gonna know all the wines on the menu, right. you'll have an idea of you know the grape or whatever, but like uh a good move, and they'll do this uh, I've never had anyone say no, uh, I say, can I just taste uh, this one or that one, and I'll choose which whichever one I like best, or bring me a taste of your two favorites, and I'll choose which one I like best,
0: nice, yeah. Hey, by the way, while we were talking, I found a piece that LA magazine did on me.
1: <laughs> right. And it Not said,
0: it said the five best spots to drink wine in Venice, according to booze author, Dan Dunn by Caroline Pardia. So here's, this was in 2016.
2: All right. All let's, right. See if it, let's see All if right. it still applies. Here, yeah. here,
0: here were my picks for the best places to drink vino in Venice. Cool. First up, Hatchet Hall. Still there, not only still there, just Michelin got stars. Just got a Michelin star. So, yeah. all right, that was one of them. Now, the guy I talk about is no longer there, they're Sommelier, but Dudley Market, I believe that's gone, right? Oh,
1: that
0: is. Uh, I remember I wrote in here, it actually says Jonathan Gold gave it an amazing review. Oh. Jonathan Gold also gone. Okay, so True. Scopa Italian roots, yes, all right. Uh, I I, this is what I said. One of the finest restaurants on the West Side boasts an expansive list dominated by prestigious old world producers. And that is still true today. The Tasting Kitchen, which Mm -hmm. I also mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Zinc. Now, here's the interesting part about Zinc is the one I was talking about has moved that used to be at Abbott Kinney and Venice Boulevard. It is now moved over to Lincoln uh, Boulevard around Palm's avenue area but i gotta tell you the new zinc is better first of all they have a full bar they have a much bigger space they have a really cool outdoor area and that place is really fun on like happy hour-ish you know thursday friday saturday it's really a a place worth checking out
1: do they expand to century city is that the same zinc
0: is it spelled z-i-n-q-u-e
1: yeah maybe
0: they did Century no, City, very... again, a little far from me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that, that's Brian, that's the east side.
1: Sure. Yeah, understood.
0: <laughs> when, well, I went to, when I went to Toscana last night, I, I was just getting, my, getting my lift, and, I, and I, was, I brought up Google Maps. I'm like, oh, my God. It's 17 minutes. <laughs> I had to think oh twice God. about going. God. I'm an Jeez. idiot. I know. Dan, I'm Century
1: like City is the same area code that you live in.
0: I know. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's really well,
2: good. for all of your flaws, you do know everything about all of the great drinking nightlife and where not only us locals should go, but where everybody coming here to see what L.A. is all about. These are the the local recommended places by the the uh, the top of the heap, the upper echelon of of uh, wine and booze knowledge. Dan Dunn. Um, do you ever do do you ever do like private like consultations like bring over some things What are we talking like,
0: what are we talking about <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well it makes me wonder like you I'm know busy. All this hey now
0: Hey Brian, cover your ears um,
2: <laughs> You have come on our previous show how many times and we've done these flights and you've told us about the drinks I'm wondering does do people like hire you privately to do that for like a group that would be so fun
0: I've had I've had people ask me to help curate wine I don't want to do any of it like curate whiskey collection but what I did do a lot during covid Was I hosted a ton of like companies would reach out to me about virtual happy hours and things like that. I was actually working with an events company, so they would plan it all out and they would send so people would get uh, you know a drink kit,
2: right? And then I would host it, and we'd all
0: be on Zoom. In fact, I was I don't know if you've heard of Flaviar, and this is not an ad Hmm. for them. I don't work for them anymore, but Flaviar is like an online. A drinking club where you can, you get quarterly deliveries of, of and I was hosting a weekly uh, thing called night, nightcap live for nice. Flavio And it was once a week and it was during the, the height of the pandemic. And I got to tell you, I loved it too, because it was really my own, my only big social interaction was every Thursday yeah. night. I would get to see all, there'd be like 40, 50 people and they would fire questions at me and I'd lead them through a tasting and all that. And it was great. But um yeah, I, I, if people pay me enough money, I'll do anything. Gina. You, sure. you hear that? Or Brian. Or Brian. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> if we're, if we're gonna do it, we're doing it in West Hollywood. That's all. Yeah. Oh, I don't know God. if anybody out there um, realizes that I'm uh I'm a big fan of West Hollywood. I really am. I like it.
2: Clearly. I like yeah. um there's a lot. I mean, if you, if you there's there's a lot of good bars down there that I have that I frequented when I used to be more fun, and uh, I I should get back to Mickey's on a Monday. Ooh, strap yeah. in! Yeah, a yeah. lot of good go go dancing. Uh, Dan, strap in amazing. or strap
0: on? Wait, wait, both. We're come on, okay.
1: Buddy. There's a family
0: show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Dan,
1: please,
2: Dan, this is sophisticated. I you?
0: see you guys, and I immediately think Corolla, and I'm like, oh, I <laughs> could just say whatever I want. No, uh,
2: dear, please class it up. We'll um, no, you're that. the You're the best, and we love you, and because we love you so much, we don't want to screw up your plugs, so why don't you just tell us everything that we should look for?
0: Oh, thank you. Well, my show, What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, new episodes drop every Tuesday. It's available wherever you get your podcast. I'm on Instagram, at the imbiber, T-H-E-I-M-B-I-B-E-R. Podcast also has an Instagram, but I don't do much with it. It's w w d underscore podcast. Uh, I am on Twitter, but I, as Brian and I talked about on my show this week, I swear I'm getting off it. I'm going to get off. But right now, yeah. I'm at the imbiber on Twitter. Um, next week, uh, May fourth, uh, if anybody out there happens to be listening in the New York area or are going to be going to New York, Thursday, May fourth, I'm going to be doing a live recording of what we're drinking with Dan Dunn at the Stand Comedy Club, the hottest comedy club in New York City, right off of Union Square. Next Thursday. May fourth, eight p.m. with Corinne Fisher, Ryan Long, Justin Silver, Colm Terrell, and a very special guest, friend of mine. I can't say who he is, but he's he's very famous. And when he gets there, people are going to flip out. He's going to show up as well. Promise me. I'm not. I'm,
1: I'm not. I'm not going to blow up your spot, Dan. But you did reveal to me. Off I did the tell air who you it was, was. Yes. And 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 the excuse you and the explanation you gave was, yeah, he has, He he said his fans are too insane. If they know he'll he be said there, his fans play.
0: are crazy, and if they know he's there, then they'll show up. Um, it should be fun. It's a again May Fourth. It's Cuatro de Mayo, so we're going to have uh, Cuervo is sponsoring it, so we're going to be having Cuervo shots. And so anybody's oh there, God. go to thestandnyc.com dot com and click on shows May Fourth. That's my show. Get tickets, and if you come up and say hi to me, I will tell you to get away from me. No, I am kidding. Perfect, I'll, I'll and. You and-
2: shoot. Come up in your finest um, Star Wars outfit because Dan loves that because he That's celebrates right. May the Fourth Be With You. That's so right. make sure you geek out for Dan. He loves it. He can't get enough. I love it. I do.
0: And uh, it's great to see you guys. And, and congratulations on this new venture. I think it's really cool. I was listening Thank while you. walking the dog today. And you guys haven't missed the beat. Oh, Thanks, You're buddy. the best
1: we got to have you back, man. man, to talk about some more uh, drinking stuff. Got to go. Then,
0: surf's up, as you can see behind me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> talk to All you later. Right,
2: Bye. What
1: a delightful chat with an old friend.
2: Yeah, he's a good guy. Although we I,
1: never got around to uh, talking to him about the actual topic he proposed, <laughs> but I feel like we, uh, we
2: caught up. Yeah, Dan will go wherever, wherever we lead him. And that's something I love about him. Also, I love that he knows such a such such a rough around the edges guy knows about all the high end places. He's kind of a chameleon that way. Yeah, he
1: definitely It's funny. Like, where should I go in the city? Well, in Venice, there's these 14 (laughs) bars he's very he's hyper focused
2: yeah i don't go to the east side like beverly hills
1: (laughs) yeah century city for people (laughs) century city for people outside the area is very much the west side the Uh, same the same area code is where he lives (laughs)
2: As whether you get the vibe or not, he is very, very friendly and very easy to uh, chat with. So definitely hit him up on social media if you have any questions about uh, spirits and liquor. And and most likely, he may get back to you with a jab or two, but will provide a very cohesive answer.
1: Yes, he doesn't need a lot of arm twisting to uh, talk booze. So if you guys have any recommendations or, hey, you come across someone you think is interesting that we should interview or talk to, we're all ears. I mean, we'll probably say no, but let's be honest. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll give it as due diligence. We love talking to people who are interesting, a little bit about the city and a little bit yes. about the world beyond. So Dan, a perfect, perfect type of guest.
2: Yeah, I love it because, like I said, there's plenty of us who who live here and forget to go outside. And there's plenty of people flocking here for vacation who, like I said, like don't want to end up at McDonald's. You know, they want to end up at a yeah. nice local eatery or a nice cool bar. So this is where you find all that information. Uh, speaking of recommendations, can yes. I recommend a a bobble or two that I am quite yes, fond of?
0: Please, please.
2: Uh, I love Alex and Ani. I have loved them for years. I have literally loved this jewelry company since the day of Gary, Gary's wedding, our producer, Super That's Producer right. Gary, when I was gifted by our buddy, Mark Gargos a beautiful diamond encrusted Wonder Woman, Alex and Ani pendant uh, that I love. And I've bought it was so quite much beautiful. stuff. It was, and I, I never took it off. Um, and then I, I've gone out of my way to get Alex and Ani stuff. I went out of my way in Maui to get little the Alex and Ani hula girl stuff. It was just awesome. So I really want to give them a shout out. And they say there are moments in life that transform you, that shape who you are and who you want to be. These are the people who inspire you and those who motivate you to go further than you ever dream possible. And sometimes a place or a point in time comes to define the very essence of who you are. For these moments, for these memories, there is Alex. Alex and Ani. They create meaningful jewelry that honors your spirit, tells your story, discover pieces meant just for you at alexandani.com. And right now, more than ever, because there is a very special holiday for the ladies coming up. Alex and Ani's Mother's Day collection honors the unstoppable force and strength of a mother's love. Motherhood is undeniably a full-time job. And through the endless days and sleepless nights, moms transform into superheroes guided by the deepest and purest strength of all. Love. This is Mother's Day. And this Mother's Day, Alex and Ani celebrate the super moms in your life with pieces that honor their strength, resilience, devotion. Again, head over to Ani. uh, I'm sorry, alexandani.com. They have lots of beautiful stuff, and your mom will not be disappointed.
1: Well put. Thank you, Gina. And thank you, Dan Dunn, for being our guest today. Our first, uh, like I said, non, uh, LA magazine guest. Yeah. Uh, so that was fantastic. Check him out wherever his social medias lead you. And, uh, check us out wherever it's at uh, LA, Ma- at LA mag is the magazine at LA, uh, yes, youtube.com slash LA Los Angeles magazine videos is where you can watch us if you're so compelled. And, uh, yeah, connect with us. Our handles are right there on the screen at Paul Bryan, at Gina Grad. And uh, what else can I say? Hopefully, uh, see you guys next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Brian and Gina show. To get in touch with the hosts or buy their books, hit them up at, at baldbrian and at Gina grad on Twitter and Instagram, or by email at, podcasts at LAMag.com. To get connected with LA Magazine, hit them up at, at LA Mag on Twitter and Instagram. Talk soon.